and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. People are always complimenting on my photos and they ask me, who is your photographer? And I tell them I don't have a photographer. I have access to the best photographers. That's the main reason why today's episode is brought to you by Verve Portraits. Let me share my experience with Verve. They genuinely want to know all about you. They are curious about your why, your purpose, to establish the right elements for a memorable experience. Verve really know how to capture your story and bring it to life that creates emotional connection. They carefully select the best photographers from around the world and their mission is to create unforgettable experiences that will be celebrated for a lifetime. So I highly recommend that you check them out and prepare yourself for your own unforgettable experience. It's now time to head over to verveportraits.com.au forward slash Catherine where you receive a discount as a special gift for our listeners. I'm really excited that this week's woman of inspiration, Karen Noe, an internationally renowned psychic medium for the past two decades with a two-year client waiting list, was a deep admirer of Dr. Wayne Dyer, a man whose teachings truly transformed her life. She followed his wisdom to always ask, how may I serve? so that she could be a force for peace and love in the world. Like much of the planet, she was profoundly saddened when he left the physical plane on August the 30th in 2015. A month later, as a Hay House author, she had been booked to talk on life after death at a Hay House I Can Do It conference in Orlando. She flew in a day early to attend a tribute to Dyer, along with members of his family. As she walked back to her hotel, Karen spoke inwardly to Dyer and asked him to give her a sign if he could hear her. She then asked how could she serve him. The answer came in minutes. Not just a direct response telling her she was already serving, but also a visual sign that highlighted the letters W and E. Delighted with this contact, she thought initially that the W and E standard for Wayne but she was soon to discover it meant we. 
Daya had opened the way for her to become a powerful conduit to deliver we consciousness, which is 33 profound truths for inner and outer peace. An extraordinary collaboration with Daya and a collective known as the We Guys, including St. Francis of Assisi, bringing forth vital information for all humanity on how we can achieve heaven on earth today. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, this week we have another super special guest for you all the way from New Jersey. We have Karen Noe. Welcome to I Am One Project. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's been an honor. So Karen, what we normally do as we start the show, we love to unpack our woman of inspiration by telling us a story. So what is your unique story? What inspired you to do what you do today? Okay, well, I am a psychic medium. (laughs) <laughs> and reluctant psychic medium, may I, may I say. Um, about 20 years ago, I was going through a very difficult time in my life. And I just sat at the edge of my bed and I yelled at God. And I said, am I going to be okay? And with that, I saw a light that came towards me from the other side of the room. And as I was saying that, I said, if you're not of God, please leave. But the more I said that, the more it continued to come towards me and eventually enveloped me. And at that time, I, you know, I heard an audible voice that said, Lucia Lucina, Bella Lucia Lucina. And for those Italian listeners, it means light, little light, beautiful little light. I've since learned it was St. Francis of Assisi, who's been guiding and protecting me ever since. And after that, I started receiving messages from deceased loved ones as well as the angels. And the rest is history. I'm currently booked for a couple of years ahead of time and quite busy. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. So, Karen, for our listeners, let's uh, uh, find out who is St. Francis Assisi. Okay, he is a saint that um, helps people with animals and peace on earth. So for those who've read any of my books, I have a number of books out. Um, They all point towards peace on earth, peace with ourselves and others. And if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see that connection with the animals. He just loves animals and... um, because we are truly all one. The animals, nature, and every one of us are mm. one. I yeah. so believe that. So talking about your books, let's unpack your latest one, We Consciousness. Okay. Um, that all started. It's I don't know if you know who Wayne Dyer is, the yes. author. Yep. Okay. After he passed, uh, through synchronistic events, his family uh, – contacted me. Let's just say, actually, it started, I was on a bus going to speak for my publisher about life after death. And um, there, w- I was sitting on the bus with the Hay House authors, my publisher, going from the hotel room to the conference center uh, about a tribute to Dr. Wayne Dyer. And there was one seat available, and it happens to be next to me. And in walks Serena Dyer, Wayne Dyer's daughter. And she sits next to me. And the rest is history. We started to talk. And eventually her and her three sisters came to visit me in New Jersey, as well as her mom. And Wayne came through very loud and clearly for each one of them. And the rest is history. Oh, wow, Karen, I've got goose bumps. (laughs) Absolutely goose bumps. If we had a, a long time, I could tell you the synchronistic events. They were truly amazing. And after that particular, after we met for the first time, you know, for the next several, two years after that, 
um, he would he has eight children as well as a wife. He would tell me to call specific children at specific times and say, call Serena now, call Tracy now. And I'd call them. And at each each of those times, they were going through very something very important. And he would give them a message that they knew without a doubt he was with them. Wow. I'd love to hear some of those events if you would like to share them with us. Sure. So um, one of the events was at 6 a.m. in the morning, and he told me to contact Tracy now. Contact Tracy now. Call her up now. And I feel he was yelling at me. (laughs) I said, because he was loud in life, but he's even louder now that he made his transition. And I said, but it's 6 a.m. And he said, just call her now. So what I did was I uh, texted Tracy and I said, I'm so sorry, but your dad is trying to come through. He's telling me to call you now. May I? And she said, yes, exclamation, exclamation. So I, I called her and I said, before you say anything, this is what he's saying to you. He's saying that he can hear you, but you cannot hear him. And then she started to cry. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, Karen, I just had a dream of my dad. And she said, in the dream, she was yelling at her father, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And his message was, yes, I can hear you, but you can't hear me. So it was things like that. It was very, um, when he came, when they came for the first time for the reading, um, one of his daughters, Serena, was in my office, and he, he said that she was pregnant in the family way. And she said, no, 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 I just had a baby. I'm not, I'm not. And I said, okay, but this is what he's saying, and he's showing me fireworks. Now, here in the U.S., um, fireworks on the 4th of July, we uh, we do fireworks. So to make a long story short, she was she went home, took the pregnancy test, and she indeed was in the family way, and she was due on the 4th of July. So those are the messages that he was giving. So without a doubt, they knew he was with them. Wow, that is super amazing. So Karen, I'm curious, you were talking about life after death. Mm -hmm. How did Wayne know to contact you? I mean, are you, because you are obviously a a medium uh, and you are of that vibration, do they know to come forward to make contact with you knowing that you will pass the message on? Is that how it works? Well, first of all, I said when he started to come through, why did you choose me? And he said, why did I choose him? <laughs> because, okay, I said, fine. But what happened was um, it first, it started when I was on that on that bus and Serena Dyer happened to see, sit next to me. And as soon as she sat next to me, I said, hi, my name's Karen Noe. I'm so sorry about your dad. Please know without a doubt that he's okay and ask him to give you some signs to let you know he's with you. You know, tell him to come to you in a dream and to wake you up after the dream so that you'll remember it. And I said, did you have any such signs from him? And she said, yes, her sister, actually, her sister Sage, which was the youngest of the eight children. She had a very profound dream in which um, she dreamt of her dad and she actually held her dad and hugged him. And she said she felt his hairy arms. Those were her words. Mm. So... I said, without a doubt, that is a true visitation. That's wonderful. So that was pretty much it at that first meeting. But right after that meeting, we went to the tribute. And instead of going back on the bus when the tribute was over, I felt very insignificant because all on that bus were all my favorite Hay House authors, as well as Wayne Dyer's family. 
And I was a huge fan of his. I didn't know him personally, but I was a very big fan. So I said, no, I'm going to walk back to the hotel room instead of going on the bus. And in my mind, I'm saying I'm very insignificant. I'm very insignificant. And as I'm saying that is when I heard him for the first time. And he said to me, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. And I said, Wayne? I said, if that's really you, you have to give me a without a doubt sign that I know it's truly you. And then I said, how may I serve? And he said, you're already serving. And I said, okay, how may I serve more? So what happened was I walked back to the hotel room. And as I went to the hotel room, there was something very itchy inside of my shirt. So I reached in to grab it uh, to see what it was. And it happened to be a sticker that had somehow attached itself to the inside of my shirt. And how I know it was not there before, because on the bottom of the sticker, in tiny letters, it said Disney World, and I had not been to Disney World. But on the sticker itself, it said W-E on it. And I took that to mean Wayne, first letter, last letter. And little did I know it was so much more than that. It was we consciousness, which he was eventually going to be telling me about, which is the interconnectivity of everyone and everything and how we're all one and so forth. But it was an amazing uh, synchronistic events that led us together. Wow. So this book, We Consciousness, is that uh, channeled through you by Wayne Dwyer? Yes. Well, what happened was um, there is one chapter in which I asked him questions and he answered. But the first, it was New Year's Eve, the first year that I was connecting with his family. And it was about 8 p.m. and I wanted to stay up till midnight, but I started to fall asleep. So I decided to take a nap. And I was resting. And as I was resting, I felt Wayne coming through directly to me. And he said, now's the time to do what you came on earth to do. And I knew immediately what that was, and that was to promote peace on earth. So I said, oh, that's amazing. I said, am I going to be channeling a book from with you? And he said, no. And I said, what do you mean? No, <laughs> I have this wonderful connection with you right now. And he said he was going to be joining forces with a group of um, higher conscious uh, beings, ascended masters, St. Francis of Assisi him, himself, angels. And they were going to form a group consciousness called the We Guides. And it would be hard to differentiate him from everyone else. But they were going to give me 33 concepts um, for inner and outer peace about the We Consciousness. And um, the We Consciousness is an awareness of the unity of everyone and everything, including animals and nature. It talks about our divinity and compassion for all of life. And it talks about what a person does to oneself, how it affects another. So when he told me that, I immediately ran to my computer and I typed up the outline for the book. And within 10 minutes, I was finished with the outline. And the rest is history. I I wrote the book and um, Hay House published the book. And it's it's out now. (laughs) Mm, Sounds amazing. Karen, I've got goosebumps over goosebumps over goosebumps right now. Oh, now I do have a question. I'm curious. What are, Would you like to share uh, some of those 33 concepts just for our listeners so they can uh, go out and grab your book? 
Sure. Well, number 10 of the we uh, consciousness, there's 33 concepts. And I said, why did you choose 33? And they said, 33 reveals, uh, symbolizes divine guidance and the spiritual uplifting of all of creation. So I have 33 concepts here. One, number 10 uh, says, it is imperative to focus on what is right in the world instead of what is wrong. So what I would tell people what that means is instead of plugging into all the problems in the world, we want to plug into the solutions instead of the problems. Focus on all the blessings around us instead of um, the negativity. If you post on social media, post the positive thing, the blessings all around us, because there's so many wonderful things happening in our lives and in the world. The more we plug into what is right, the more we expand what is right in the world. Mm. So I, I think that's a very important concept. And another one is 18 would be forgive and ask forgiveness. Because when you forgive others, you do forgive yourself, if that makes sense. We are all one. And as Wayne Dyer said often, it's not the snake bite that kills us. It's the venom that's left behind. So when you forgive, you do it for yourself. If you can't forgive the other person for what they did to you, do it for you. You don't want to hold on to that anger anymore. Mm, will be one more. Okay, one more. Let's see. Number 20. You are a co-creator with God and need not be a victim of ex external circumstances. When you truly understand that you have God within you, every single one of us has God within us. There are no exceptions to this rule. When we understand that, we have amazing power within us and we can create miracles in our lives. We just have to realize that we do have that power. The only difference between miracle workers and those who are not miracle workers are the miracle workers realize that they can do it. But we all are able to create miracles in our lives and not be a victim of what's going on around us. That's so true. You know, Karen, I think for our listeners too, um, what – I'd like to share from my understanding of what you're sharing is basically what we digest, what we think, what we feel, we're projecting into our environment and therefore we're attracting it. So that, that uh, collective consciousness, is that correct? That's absolutely correct. We're vibrational beings yeah. that attract exactly whatever we're thinking and feeling. And the stronger our vibration is, the stronger we feel about something, the stronger we're attracting that into our lives. And when we realize that, we can understand we're no longer victims. We could change. We could change our feelings and our thoughts and focus what we want instead of what we don't want. Focus on instead of what is. Focus on the outcome you wish to achieve. Because mm. it's really about, and, and I find this, uh, I truly understand and, and uh, practice the concept of being conscious, really tapping yeah. into my thoughts, not getting lost in my thoughts and really focusing on the positive and the beauty around me. But sometimes it's it's one of those things that it, gets hard to do when there's so much noise and you're and everything around us is so fast and this is what's really important to slow down so what would be some of those tricks how could somebody be more conscious of their thoughts and feelings so then when we're co-creating we're co-creating with that right collective consciousness 
uh, so that we can, you know, I look at, you know, um, whatever vibration I vibrate, I attract. So what would be some of those little things that we could do to get us on track with being a co-creator with God? Yes, that is a very good question. First of all, I would say to meditate every single day. You need to quiet your thoughts so you're more on par with the energy of God and everyone and everything. If your thoughts are going a mile a minute, you're not going to be able to hear them speak, God speaking to you, the angel speaking to you. And they speak to us as gut feelings, as thoughts. And if our thoughts are going a mile a minute, we cannot hear them. I would also say is we cannot monitor every single thought that we have. It's impossible. You know, the thoughts go a mile a minute. Mm. So what we need to do is focus on how are we feeling in the moment. If we're feeling overwhelmed, if we're feeling sad or angry, we're, we're thinking negative thoughts. So monitor the feelings rather than the thoughts. And if you're having negative feelings, change your thoughts. I could give you a very good example. When I was going through a divorce many years ago, um, in order to connect with those who've passed, I am a medium, as we talked about before. I need to keep my vibration high so I'm more on par with the energy of the, of the deceased loved ones and angels. But when I was sad and angry, it was very difficult to do. I could not think negative thoughts. It was not I could not do it. It was not a possibility. So what I did was change the subject. I went online right before my appointments. I Googled on YouTube, babies laughing, puppies, kittens, whatever it did that made me feel better, um, even if it was for just a few minutes. And within a few minutes after watching this, even though I didn't want to see these things because I wanted to bask in my anger and my, um, you know, being sad or whatever, but I had no time to do that. So what I did was I changed the subject. So I tuned into what I wanted instead of what I didn't want. So I would tell the listeners to tune into what they want and focus on whatever makes them happy and force themselves to do it. Go for a walk, put on music that uplifts you, meditate, do all these things and try to change the subject, if you will. Mm, and that does take some conscious yep. effort and work, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Um, there's something called tapping, the emotional freedom technique, where, in which that if I can't do this, it's an energy exercise that I actually tap on energy points, on acupuncture points, to release and move that energy so that I'm feeling better because it's not always easy. That's I, right. <laughs> so, and, and I think for our listeners, um, for those that don't know what tapping is, it is like almost like tapping into your meridians because your emotions get caught up in your body. And what it does, the tapping actually unblocks it, doesn't it? Yes, so it, it does. moves through. It's amazing. It, it's, um, it looks silly. You know, you're tapping on your acupuncture points as you're stating the emotions that you're having. Um, but it moves the energy. The energy is stuck in these acupuncture points. So I would tell the listeners, if they don't know what that is, you could Google that, tapping. Mm. And different people, uh, like by Nick Ortner, and he will take you through that. Yeah, I think, I can't remember the gentleman's name. He came to Australia once in Melbourne, and I'm talking about it was years ago, I think probably over 10, 12 years ago. And I remember I actually went and did, a, I think it was a three-day retreat uh, because yep. I had this fear of flying like you would not believe and uh, the tapping did really help uh, although it like you said it's one of those things you don't want to be doing in the middle of the airport because it does look a bit silly 
go in the bathroom and do it, close the door. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I was thinking to myself, oh, no, I'm not going to be doing this in front of everybody. I'm going to have to go and hide like Superman in a phone booth or something. Yeah. But it works. It's really amazing. Maybe that gentleman's name was Gary Craig. Was that his name? He had that. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It was a long time ago, and I remember he was he was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. His book fell off my shelf, and that's how I um I found out about him. I uh, had a a client coming in to see me that had post traumatic stress, and I asked the angels, "What should I do for him?" And the book fell off my shelf. And I opened the book to a page and it said, this is wonderful for post-traumatic stress for veterans. So it was truly amazing. That's how I found out about this technique. Wow. I I do have the book and I think it's like gold and white just from memory. It's sitting on my bookshelf. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was him. It was him, but it was a long, long time ago when it first came out. Okay, okay. But it was amazing, absolutely amazing. So, Karen, I'd like to uh, unpack forgiveness a little bit because that's one of those things that I hear quite often and you'll hear this quite often that um, I can forgive and and, uh, forgive my past so I can move on. And then what I find with some of um, my clients is they still are stuck in something from the past. And what we we find out, it's actually they didn't forgive themselves. And I can relate to this as well, because I think that when we work with clients, a lot of the times it's the universe holding up that mirror saying, this is what you need to learn. And so I learn a lot from uh, my clients when I'm coaching or or facilitating. So forgiveness, I think, was one of those things that too, you'll hear people say, oh, I'm not going to forgive such and such, where they actually don't realize the forgiveness process from an energy point of view, if you don't uh, practice it, you're actually keeping yourself stuck on that timeline. So I'd That's love right. to unpack it a little bit so you can give us some uh, some little gold nuggets about forgiveness. Yeah. Well, forgiveness, uh, it's again, it's its not the snake bite that kills us. It's the venom that's left behind. So if you don't want to do it for the other person, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And as I was stating before, we're all one. So if you're not forgiving the other person, you're not forgiving yourself. You're hurting yourself. You're harming yourself. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to hold on to this negativity. So what you want to do is unplug from that energy and plug into love and peace. Send them on there. You know, you don't have to be in a relationship with them if it's a toxic relationship, but don't hold on to it. Cut the cords between you and that other person, the negative cords, so that you feel better. Mm. So how does, I've, I've, I've done that as well. Cut the cords at the bind. I'm a bit of a spiritual junkie. So when you cut the cords, uh, I remember we had to visualize and because we do, we get every day we're in contact with other people. And yes. therefore, there's these etheric cords that connects us because, like you said, we are one. It's like the matrix, isn't it? Yes, but then it cutting is. the cord of maybe someone that uh, maybe not the same vibration as you. So how does one do that? Do you visualize a big scissors? Do you visualize? Yes. What do you visualize? Sometimes, well, I ask Archangel Michael because Archangel Michael helps take away negativity. So you could ask the angels if you, if you would feel guided to do so, but you could do it yourself as well. And whether it be a sword, you imagine the sword be, uh, cutting the negative cords between you and the other person. If that doesn't work, I even sometimes have to use a chainsaw. I work with my clients and they're saying the sword doesn't work. So you get a chainsaw out and you just c- cut the cords and eventually you're going to pull the cord out by its roots. 
And then you're going to have a hole there. You're going to feel. Mm -hmm. And you're going to replace that hole with the white light so that you don't feel an, an emptiness there. And do you you know the other person's actually going to feel that, that you severed the ties, the negativity with them. So it's really, it's a wonderful process to do. Yeah, I've done, I've done the chainsaw as well. <laughs> when the sword hasn't worked, I've, I've uh, had to pull out this big electric chainsaw and really get into it. One of my teachers actually was saying to me, uh, how about trying something different? Instead of cutting the ties that bind, what about just allowing universal light, God light to just flush through your body and out? So you're actually projecting and sending love. What are your thoughts about that? I love that. Actually, that's, that's amazing. Very good. Mm. <laughs> because you're, you're just replacing the darkness with the light. When you turn on the light, the darkness goes away. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to remember to do that when you've got like emotion. We're humans, right? We're on this, we're, we're a human being having a human experience on this planet. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's, you know, we have to also honor our emotions. We're not, you know, robots that we have to allow these emotions to come up and actually um, allow them to speak to you. Uh, allow them to feel through you, flow through you, not not hang on to them so they stay stuck, mm. but definitely yeah. allow them to flow through. Absolutely. You have to acknowledge them. Mm. What's, what's your trick when you have anger that comes up or frustration? Okay, that's a good one. There's something called releasing the venom. And since this is not a video, I could show you what it is. But what you do, it's an energy exercise. You swing your arms up in the air and then you throw them down and blow out like that with your arms. You blow it out yeah, into the ground. Yeah, yeah. I understand. So you raise the arms up to the sky and then you throw them down to the ground. You do it three times. And you could say, I'm angry. I'm angry. Whatever you're acknowledging and admit what you are feeling. So you're, you know, you're holding, you're saying the emotion that you're feeling. But when you're doing this exercise, um, you're releasing it. It works so well. <laughs> as you were doing, as you were saying, I was practicing it here. Lucky it's not video and it is audio only, but I could actually feel the release of energy as I'm just allow allowing my hands to go down. Yes. Mm. Yes. Really well. So, Karen, you've had an amazing adventure. I would like to call it adventure with your life. What has been some of your greatest lessons that you've learned along your way? I've learned that we, myself included, and everyone else really should uplift others without lowering our perspective, you know, or forcing them to raise theirs. So um, I share something in the book with this story. There's a gentleman named T.D. Jakes. He shared this story, and I hope I do it justice, about the giraffe and the turtle. The giraffe is only able to see high in the trees, you know, in the leaves and all of that, and the turtle's only able to see what's on the ground. So to be angry at the turtle, it's, that's all he sees. So it doesn't make any sense to be angry with him. And as a matter of fact, for the giraffe to lower his neck down to the turtle, to the turtle, to the turtle, to the turtle, will actually kill the giraffe because the blood will rush to his head. So he needs to stay up there in the sky and not force the turtle to understand where he's coming from, but try to uplift him from where he is without lowering his perspective, if that makes sense. I love that story. Yeah, it's That's, really true. We're not going to help anyone if we lower our perspective or come down to their level, but we can't force them to see where we are and we can't be, become angry with them 
because they don't, that's, it's what they see. Try to see through their eyes. Yeah. I, I think that too, you know, sometimes I always, I, I find myself, I'll say, God bless you when I see somebody behaving in a certain way because we really don't know what's going on in their life. And there's this real, I think there's, uh, a compassion rather than, um, you know, kicking them down while they're down kind of thing. Exactly. Which we do tend to do. We do. Well, what happens is after we pass, we go through a life review um, where we're able to see through each person's eyes as if we are them. So I try to teach people to do that now before it's too late. Try to see through each person's eyes, you know, what they're going through and why they're going through or doing what they're doing. And you'll try, you'll be able to understand them better and you'll be able to create peace in your life and in theirs as well. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you were saying. We are all one. If we can understand that concept, we are all here to learn and sometimes we might not always get it right. Exactly. And that's okay too. Mm. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And that's important too, to understand that we're just as important as everyone else. We're not lower or higher than anyone. We are all one. So we have to treat ourselves with the respect that we deserve as well. Yeah, that's a that's a one that I'm still practicing. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think I think it's one of those things I talk about it all the time. And yeah. then I actually I practice gratitude every day and I just think I, I you know, really focus on what I'm grateful for. And I always think that I could have done it better today. I could have you know, being more kinder to myself or more compassion to Catherine, but it's one of those things I'm constantly working towards. But you're trying, and that's the mo- that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, Karen, if somebody wanted to embark on a new way of living, what would that be? That one piece of advice that you would like to give them? I would tell them to walk around life and focus on the positive instead of what is. Focus mm. on what you'd like instead of what is. Focus on solutions instead of problems. Focus on the many blessings around you. It's a whole different way of uh, encountering the world around you. And when you plug into what you love and the blessings around you, you'll receive more of that in your life. Focus on what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And the more you're grateful for things in your life, the more things will come into your life for which to be grateful. Absolutely. I love that one. So Karen, you're, to me, you're very um, optimistic and, and I think that you're just, I can feel it from here, this, this energy that oozes out of you, this brightness about you. Do you ever have pain points in your life? Like pain points being, you know, anything to do with business or life in general? Do you have any pain points? And if you do, how do you work through them and find that solution that you just speak about? Now you're saying pain, P-A-I-N points? Yeah, pain points. So pain points. Oh, yes, I do. Absolutely. Um, I have to focus. For example, I'm very, very busy um, at work. I'm I'm booked for two years ahead of time and I'm taking on all these projects and traveling. And what I have to do is say, okay, that's, I need downtime. I need downtime or else I cannot be there for other people if I don't recharge myself. So I need to work on that. I need to meditate every day, uh, quiet myself at least an hour a day so that I have uh, that ability to help other people. If I can't help myself, I can't help other people as well. You know, so to realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, other pain points, um, that's the biggest one. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I can relate to that one too. It's yes. uh, it's. It's one of those things I always say, I love what I do and I never feel like I work a day in, a li- in my life, but 
uh, what about time for me? Mm. Yeah. I could relate to with that one. So, Karen, you were talking about when you were sharing the story with uh, you uh, – uh, on the bus with some of your favourite Hay House uh, yeah. authors, who has been your greatest influence? It was Wayne Dyer. So when he started to come through to me, I was like, why did you choose me? And he said, why did you choose me? So it was funny. It was going back and forth. And it seems I was on the same vibrational frequency as he was because he loved St. Francis of Assisi as well as I do. And he always talked about love and peace. And um, he was a fellow Hay House author, although I didn't know him personally. But I just adored him. And that's why I felt insignificant. Here I am on the bus with my favorite authors and, you know, his family. And I'm sitting on the bus. And what I've learned throughout this whole thing is when I said I was insignificant, he said to me, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. So I'm trying. It's not always easy, mm. but I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, a, it's a, it's, I think it's a, life is all about lessons. I think it's learning and it's, it's about practicing. You can take a few steps forward. And for our listeners, it happens even with me. You know, you take a few steps forward, you might take one step back, but it's been the, been there and been aware of it. I think that's the key to then be able to make that little shift. Exactly. Who were some other Hay House uh, authors that you okay, admire? Anita Morjani. She wrote the book Dying to Be Me. Mm. And we know was, Anita. We just know. had her on the show. Her, her podcast hasn't come out yet, but she okay. is super amazing. So I know Anita. She's wonderful. And she endorsed my book, We Consciousness. So um, she, well, then I don't have to explain to your audience. She actually died and then came back to talk about it. And she saw how she didn't give herself the respect that she deserved, you know, when she went through her life review. And it's very much what I'm talking about, how I put myself last. So I love her work, how she talks about self-love. You know, we have to make our own happiness a priority and not be swayed by external conditions. Mm. You know, she's a wonderful author as well. Mm, She sure is. So, uh, Karen, as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? Peace. Mm, of course, peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what we do is also love to ask our woman of inspiration to leave our listeners with three shiny golden nuggets. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Okay. I would tell our listeners to ask to become a vehicle of love and service because the more you ask the universe, how may I serve? The universe says, how may I serve you? So that would be number one. I would say be grateful. As we were talking about before, you know, the more you're grateful, the more things will come into your life for which to be grateful. And finally, I would say practice feeling peaceful regardless of what is going on around you. You won't be able to change other people or events, but you can change what's going on within you. So plug into what you want instead of what you don't want. Turn on the light and the darkness goes away. Mm, I love all three of those. They're beautiful. So for our listeners, what would be the best place for them to find you, Karen? They could find me on my website at karennoe.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. 
I can't thank you enough. I feel light as a feather. I feel whole right now. And and for our listeners, it's like 6.40 in the morning. So I got up at, uh, I think it was 4.30 this morning, but I feel a vibration right through my body right now. So Karen, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your wisdom and your light as well. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Mm, Pleasure. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.